Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Passing Places. It's my personal podcast about my travels around Scotland by motorhome, by motorcycle, and when I'm out hill walking by Shanks Pony. Now, episode 4 is about my recent trip. I only got back today, my recent trip to the Mull of Kintyre. Before we get into that, though, I would like to just thank the number of people who have given me some feedback. I did mention in the first three episodes that I was, I think I said, desperate to get some feedback. So it's really nice to have people already respond to passing places. And my website is brand new, but already people, because I have a connection or two through Facebook and Twitter, people have started to make comments on the website. So a big thanks to Nick Gledhill. We've had a little uh, exchange by comments online. To Lawrence Northcote. To an old friend of mine, Russ, from New Zealand. Well, he's from England. Him and I met 30 years ago in England. And we worked together for a couple of years and I haven't seen him since. So I've promised that I will get over to New Zealand one day. And we are friends on Facebook. But he was kind enough to get online and make a comment. I'd like to thank a chap called Tom. And you will know who you are. I'd like to thank Just, which is J-O-O-S-T, Just and Janine, who were a couple, well, a family. Uh, they had their kids with them, and I met them in France on a campsite last year, and they've made comments online already. And we've agreed that we'll try and catch up again this year if I manage to go over to mainland Europe uh, round about the same time that they're on holiday And finally I'd like to thank uh, Now She'll probably correct me here Because is her name Katrina or Catriona uh, It's a Scots uh, It's a Scots name It's spelled Catriona with a C And she may well be known as Katrina But Katrina Young From Oban Who is on Facebook As a friend of mine and we have a good banter About all things to do with Scotland and I kid her on that I avoid Oban just to make sure that I don't bump into her. So I'm going to have to drop into Oban sometime this year and say hello. And finally, I'd like to thank a couple of, if I say close friends, I have to be honest, and one of them is my sister. But my two reviews on iTunes from Bonnie Scott's Girl and from Dermot Cole, they put in really nice reviews on iTunes to get me started. And when I spoke to them, they were genuinely complimentary about my podcast. And I was genuinely apologetic that it's only just a start. So that's where we're at in terms of iTunes reviews. But the podcast is now on iTunes, so you can quite easily go into your... I don't know if they still make iPods, but on your iPhone or your iPad or your uh, iTunes software and type in Passing Places and you'll find the podcast there and you can subscribe if you would like to. So that's the, the roll call. And maybe in future, if I can take the podcast somewhere, it's going to be impractical to call out names on a long list because everybody will fall asleep. So we'll work out some way of ensuring that people can participate. Now my 
trip to the Mull of Kintyre was to a very special place that I really like on the east coast of the Mull of Kintyre. And it's, it's quite near the top. It's just down from Tarbert, so it's not really that far down. And you have this fantastic shoreline pitch with views over to the Isle of Arne. It's just between the ferry terminal to Lochranza and to the small village of Skipness. So if you're into motorhomes or camper vans and you've been around Scotland, or if you're in if you've ever been on the Cowl Way, which is a long distance footpath, you may well already have camped and know the spot that I'm talking about. But I wanted to go over there before the season got too busy just to enjoy the, the solitude and the peace and quiet. Now it's a long way from the central belt, believe it or not. It took me something like three and a half hours and it was a you'll hear a couple of clips from my time there but it was just nice to turn up and find that the place was completely empty so I'll take you through a few clips of my stay and one of the highlights though I haven't put it in this recording because I don't think you're quite ready for three Scotsmen over a drink talking about their well camping experiences but two friends came and joined me on the second night which was really good and I spent last night I split the journey and I spent last night on Loch Lomond on the way home, which was pretty uh, uneventful. But I'm already thinking about heading off again on Monday for... I've got to be back the following Thursday, so I think in three, possibly four nights away. So this little... uh, maybe two clips or three clips, I haven't yet decided, will give you a little flavour of Skipness, and I'll give you more information after that about Skipness, how to get there, what the best places are to have a look at whilst you're there. And then I've got another little topic or two I'd like to uh, chat about briefly before we finish. Well, that's the drive over, three and a half hours, and I've turned the corner in my perfect little spot, the one I really like, was there waiting on me. I'd half an idea that there might be somebody on it. It's like when I used to go fishing and you've got a favourite spot or a couple of favourite spots on the river and you, you, you turn the corner and somebody's there. You get that dreadful sickening feeling for a couple of seconds. But anyway, uh, I suppose it was unlikely I'm to be here this time of year. So I can see up and down the coast, half a mile in one direction and maybe a mile, two miles in the other and there isn't a soul about. You can probably hear the waves here on the shore. Uh, there's a shoreline and then immediately 50-60 feet back there's some nice grassed area and there's even a commemorative bench for me to sit on and I've got the the van parked up Uh, the sun is probably another hour or two before it drops behind the hills it's the only thing that takes one point away from it being 10 out of 10 is the the Mullican tyre runs north-south almost so I'm on the, the west Sorry, I'm on the east side of the Mullican Tyre. So if you're on the west of Scotland, you'd normally want to be facing west to see the sunset. So the sun's going to go down almost behind my back here, behind the hills. But normally when I've been here before, the what you do, you get a tremendous uh, effect because looking over at Arne, you can see all the, the mountains in Arne. Arne's a really spectacular island when you look from uh, from this side and you sometimes get really amazing light on the hills as the sun drops. So, I'm not here to photograph really, might if I get the chance, but 
and just to get it take in the peace and quiet and uh, I'll update you shortly Well what a difference a day makes when I got here last night or yesterday afternoon the sea was almost flat calm and I had lovely views over to Arne and as the night wore on it was quite, the stars were out and it was lovely but the low pressure has come in, the clouds have piled in and we now have a stiff breeze or a strong wind blowing outside uh, Arne has disappeared completely occasionally you can just see the the mountain sort of outlines against the, the cloud but it's one of those days in Scotland where you've got at least three different weathers three different weather situations going on at the same time uh, where I'm sitting just now it's overcast and cloudy and very windy and halfway across the water towards Arne the sea is completely silver there's a beautiful big band of sunlight just uh, shining down on the sea and the mountains are just coming in and out of view but I would, I'm not sure, I would doubt it's going to clear up properly but there might be the odd sunny spell it's one of those uh, very fresh days in Scotland now the original plan was that two friends were going to come up today and we were going to do a bit of hill walking so that's now changed for a whole variety of reasons That's my iPhone text sound, which I'll need to change because it's too spooky when you're while camping at night when that thing goes off. But the plans have changed, and the, one of my pals is coming up with his uh, son. I suppose his son's an adult as well. And we're going to, for the first time, squeeze three guys into my van, which, if I say I'm not looking forward to it, I think there'll be some... We'll have to have a few drinks to make that work but uh, it'll be interesting anyway, so they're coming up later on today and they're bringing some provisions and when I left I didn't fill the water tanks because I thought it was only, only going to be away for a day or two and I'm just using bottled water but if they're coming up I've asked them to bring a big water container and I'm not far from a water supply because we'll need to put some water in the tanks for hot water to do dishes and things so that's the plan for today it's a good three hour drive at least for them to get here so they won't be here till afternoon and we'll take it from there So here's some more information about the opportunities to well camp at Skipness The first thing I'll give you is a little bit of uh, background information or travel information Let's assume that you can get yourself to the Erskine Bridge, which is on the Clyde. Now you just take the left, head for Loch Lomond side. You can pick up some fuel and provisions at the at Balloch, and then drive up the side of Loch Lomond, and you'll come to Tarbot. The main 82 heads up. Uh, takes a right and heads up towards Green Larrick into Glencoe, but you go straight on. You're heading for Arachor and Inverary, and the road takes you round, and within a mile or two through a glen, you're on, instead of a fresh water lock, you're on the very top of Loch Long. 
in a little village called Arachar, and you can pick up some provisions there, a little local shop or a couple of shops, and the petrol station if you're, as long as it's early, before five o'clock, and head right round and up the rest me thankful, which is another uh, area that I would love to tell you about in a future episode. Down onto Loch Fine, go round and if you fancy Loch Fine oysters, drop in at Loch Fine oysters and in Inverary you can pick up petrol or provisions at the supermarket. Go right through Inverary and head south to Loch Gilphead, again petrol. There's a petrol station which is now one of these Tesco, I don't know what they call them, what's the opposite of a Tesco extra, is it a Tesco mini? But there's a, a great opportunity there to pick up ready meals and all sorts of pickles or whatever you fancy, and petrol, and then go through Loch Gilphead, and as long as it's not too late in the day, a couple miles down the road, through a Drishig, you'll get another co-op, and then you'll arrive at Tarbert, which is a fantastic, uh, used to be a fishing village, I believe, but it's now more of a yachting, boating centre, and they have a fantastic music festival, they have all sorts of things going on, there's a wonderful barge sitting in the harbour, which is a cafe. There's loads going on in Tarbert for some of the weeks of the year, but it's one of my favourite spots. And there's another way to get to Tarbert, which I'll cover in another episode, which is going down the opposite side of Loch Fine and taking the ferry from Port of Addy. So I haven't got time to cover that. So you're in Tarbert, you've had loads of opportunity to pick up on food and supplies. Now the petrol station in Tarbert that I know is currently closed, so I would definitely top up in fuel in Loch Gilphead. And then, roughly maybe 15 minutes out of Tarbert, you'll pass the Kenny Craig Isla ferry terminal on your right-hand side. Now, I thoroughly recommend a trip to Isla. Now, perhaps if you're visiting in peak season, you should have booked the ferry beforehand. But again, I'll cover Isla in another episode. But shortly after the... Isla Ferry Terminal. On your left, you'll see a sign for the Lochranza Ferry. And when you take left, it'll turn into single track. And 15, 20 minutes down the road, you'll come to another left, which will take you down to the ferry. If you keep going, it's going to take you down the very quiet side of the Mullican Tire. So you take a left, and maybe 10 minutes, no, not 10 minutes, 5 minutes, you'll be at the Lochranza Ferry Terminal. And from there, there is only one road which will take you to Skipness. And from the ferry terminal to Skipness is where the wild camping spots are. Now there's a little toilet block at the ferry terminal. And I can tell you now, if you're visiting in winter, the water will be turned off. The door will be open. So it's a sort of disappointing situation if you're looking for water or a toilet. But during the main ferry season, you'll get... A toilet, which is one of the reasons why so many people well camp there. Now, once you've pitched up, have a look at how far you are from Skipness. And if the weather's good, it's a lovely walk. Walk along the single track road and it's Skipness. Pick up a few supplies, some water or some milk or whatever you fancy. But the main attraction, there's a proper, um, not a proper, very old castle there, which is well worth a visit. I think it's maybe, I can't remember, 12th or 13th century. 
And unlike Time Team, where you need geophysics and you need somebody to do a little pencil drawing, the castle is still there, although it's a ruin. It's open all year round, and it's it's a really nice little place to wander around, and you can climb up to the tower and have a good look round. It's totally free, and the views to Arn on a good day are absolutely superb. So I'm recording this quite late at night, and that's a bit of a ramble, but... Skipness is a great location because you can nip over to Arn on the ferry. You could combine it with a, a week or a few days on Isla. You could take your van and head right down the very quiet side of the Mullican Tire and arrive down in the town of Campbelltown. You can go down and look at the lighthouse at the end of the mull. You could come up the other side to Macrahanage, which is a fantastic golf course. There's a favourite little campsite I have of mine, which is Mosdale. And there's a couple of other campsites as you head back up that west coast. And, in fact, I'll tell you that in another episode, but there's loads to see right around the Malkin Tire. And the thing that really amazes me is just how quiet it is. It's, it is definitely off the Tartan tourist trail. And by that I mean the Loch Lomond, Loch Ness, Fort William Inverness, Aviemore. It's a different place and it's well worth taking your time to just, you know, pencil out your entire holiday or a week there. If you enjoy getting away from the crowds and the traffic, it's a lovely place to visit. Now, the two things I'd like to say before we finish off. When I got back today, I went online and I had just uh, signed up to a well camping motorhome website before I headed off. And already a few people had commented on my uh, joining the website, but I'd, a bit cheekily, but a bit of self-promotion, I'd put a post in about my new podcast. And I would really like to thank four or five people who have taken the time and effort to look at my website, and some of them, or if not all of them, might have listened to my podcast. So another little quick a roll call of people that I'd like to thank in terms of feedback. And these are, I say nicknames, these are people who, you know, like we all do on forums, we put different names in. So one is called TWS. So thanks, TWS. Thanks to Christine. Thanks to Lulu. Thanks to Toe Itch, as in towing, Toe Itch. And Dave and Mary are thinking of visiting Scotland for the first time, and I hope... They will do, because they won't be disappointed. And finally, now this is one for your, if you're a scholar of French, and I've been to France a number of times. I'm not sure if this is a a, a French word or not. It's certainly got French in it. Randonneur, Randonneur, R-A-N-N-D-O-N-N-E-U-R. All of those people have already commented on my website or my podcast, so thanks to them, and hopefully we'll have a a dialogue on an ongoing basis. If you want to visit the website, it's www.wellcamping.co.uk. This is the final little topic I wanted to mention in this episode. When I was heading up to the Mullafkin Tire, I, a Mazda Bongo was coming the other way on Loch Lomond side 
Now, I think I mentioned earlier on in the first couple of episodes that I had a Mazda Bongo last year. Now, it took me months to work out what a Mazda Bongo looked like coming at you from the opposite direction. So, I was waving at plumbers and electricians and people in VW, transport or whatever, you know, the model of camper van that they drive. But there were so many people waving at me from Mazda Bongos, I was worried I would miss one. So the Mazda Bongo was coming the other way and I waved and they just blanked me. Now, when I was driving my Mazda Bongo, I didn't wave at motorhomes and they didn't wave at me. And my daughter, who was out in the Mazda Bongo a number of times with me, she just loved the whole waving at other Mazda Bongos. But you might only meet, even in the middle of summer, you know, a couple of Bongos every day or you might get lucky and hit five or six. But white motorhomes are like, you know, a magnitude of 10 to 100 compared to Mazda Bongos. So I'm trying to, you know, make sure that I'm watching the road in terms of the traffic coming their way so I don't miss the wave. And it's uh, really nice. It's a really nice uh, gesture. As long as you, you know, drive safely, keep your eyes on the road. But so many people wave at you. And I'm relatively new to camper vans and motorhomes, so I'd love some feedback about how important that wave uh, is to motorhomes and whether it crosses between uh, certain brands or camper vans or motorhomes. Because if you're out on a motorcycle, because I have got a couple of motorbikes as well, you would never, ever contemplate passing a biker coming another way without a nod or a wave. And I noticed in France they've got another way of doing it. So I've got a whole episode lined up in my mind about how to acknowledge somebody else who's on a you know a similar mode of transport, whether you're both in camper vans or motorhomes. And if you think about going to Isla, there's a very special story about the Isla Wave, which is going to come up in probably an episode or two, because I'm really keen to get back to Isla. So let's uh, wind up this episode here and just remind you of two or three really important contact points. To keep in touch with the podcast, now that it's on iTunes, I hope you've subscribed. If you haven't, you can nip onto your iPhone or your iPad or whatever and type in passing places and you'll find the link to subscribe. Or visit my website which is www.bonnytours b-o-n-n-i-e bonnytours.com you can find me on twitter at bonnytours is my handle and most importantly get in touch by email contact me through feedback feedback at bonnytours.com now there's a little novel opportunity online where I've got a voicemail you can go onto my website and click the button and you can play around with recording a message to me. If you don't like it and you you don't want to send it, just, you know, exit it. It'll never be sent. But you can record, double-check, double-check, and send me a free voicemail. And let me know whether you want it played online or not. But I'll certainly take note of what you said. So, thanks for listening. It's late here in Stirling. And I've got to get a few things organised over the next day or two. And then I'll be off again on Monday. And we'll have another episode within a week. 
So thanks again for listening and take care.